here we are. This is Sex Love Psychedelics, and I'm your host, Dr. Kat. Bringing you psychosexual conversations that will leave you intellectually turned on and hungry for more. Hey lovers, as you've noticed, the podcast has taken on a new identity. This has been a process of contemplation for the past year as I've been transforming more and more myself. Now, we as humans are dynamic creatures, meaning we change moment to moment, day to day, year to year. And if we aren't taking the intentional time to tune into and question what we believe, what our priorities are, our values, our desires, and where we want to go with them, then we may not be living our most authentic life and we may be in distress or pain or chronic fatigue (laughs) or aches because of that dissonance. What I'm putting out into the world, how I'm expressing myself isn't in alignment or incongruence with what I feel on the inside. So we've got to do some spring cleaning and updating, baby. How can we make our outer environment and our expression match this inner experience of our most recent selves? And today I've got a true identity wizard here to help us out with our identity crises. (laughs) I've got Nick Onken. And when we're done here, I want to invite you to head over to sexloveyoga.com to find my recent article about the benefits and the pitfalls of identity. Now, before we get to Nick and we dive into all of that, my book, Sex Love Yoga, is now available on Amazon. Yes, I'm a doctor and I'm an expert on these three topics, and I'm also an artist born and raised. I have found that art like music, poetry, painting, can all be really powerful ways to portray and connect with our inner experience and our emotions. It's a very pleasurable and very validating way to live connected with these more complex human experiences when we can realize them in art. So I've brought my academic brain in connection with my deep feeling heart to put this book out to you. Sex Love Yoga is a journey to clarify the patterns, the thoughts, the fears, and all the excitements that rule our decision-making process in life, sex, and love. So want to get your hands on a copy? The link is in the show notes. Now to this amazing human, Nick Onken, who is an artist, an identity, and creative alchemist, and the host of Onken Radio Podcast. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you on and joining me today. Um, You have been in my field and your name keeps popping up with some of my best friends. And and I'm like, who is this dude? And so I randomly came across your, uh, your identity alchemy work. And I was, I promise I, um, uh, or real talk, I ended up going down the rabbit hole of you. (laughs) And I was like, who is this dude? And I love what he's saying. And this is the first episode in which my podcast is, is um, asking to be called <laughs> Sex of Psychedelics. And I was like, yo, I think he's going to be a great person uh, to have on this <laughs> podcast to, to talk with me. 
Well, thanks yeah. for having me. I love sex, love, and psychedelics. All of them. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Big fan. Huge fan. Yeah. So this concept of identity really, really fascinates me. And I feel like that's it's, you know, how we pick the words, how we pick the images or how we pick the, the clothing to communicate to the world how we want to be understood, um, whether this is an intentional process or not, um, you come forward and talk about how there's a whole alchemy that can happen with identity. So I'd be curious about how you see the concept of identity as a whole picture. Like, what do you see as the benefit of the concept of identity? Or where do you see some of the pitfalls? Where do you see some of the challenges? Yeah, I think it's a, well, that's a whole can of worms. <laughs> Get into it. Let's go. Let's open that can. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because I, I, you know, my background is in photography and I've done tons of branding for big um, brands and celebrities and magazines and all these things. And I, you know, that, that in and of itself became my identity is mm. being this big commercial photographer, shooting celebrities and brands like Nike and Reebok and all these things. And then my business just started at a certain point when social media came on the scene and started, it was on the rise, my business started crashing and I started crashing and I got to a point where um, I was in a mental spiral of what was happening. Mm -hmm. Like I did not know uh, up from down. And it, my, my friend Lewis got me into this thing called MITT. I don't know if you've mm -hmm. done yeah. it or heard of it. Uh, and that was really life-changing for me in a certain space uh, because I realized like how much my identity was wrapped up in who I was, you know, in, in, the external validation of being a photographer and an artist shooting all these different brands and these people. And, um, and when that started crashing, my eyes started crashing. And, and so I didn't realize that my identity, like my self-worth was tied into the identity yeah. of that. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was like kind of the first realization of that, you know, the term identity alchemy was pretty new in my world, you know, we just kind of started developing this out this last year, because as, as I've reflected on the different phases of my life, um, the identity alchemy process kind of came through and it's a, it's a process of deconstruction, curation and becoming. And the thing is, is, you know, regardless if you're building a personal brand or not, we're always going through an identity shift. And mm -hmm. I think the big thing is, is like we get wrapped up in thinking that we actually are the identity that we have created in this world. But really, this is just a platform to play out an identity. We're actors, right? We're acting out, you know, we are spiritual beings acting out an identity that we create in the world. So the alchemy piece is the inner alchemy of A, realizing that and B, how do we create who we want to be in the world. Yeah. And that starts with our inner thought world and our inner energetics and our inner like emotional frequency. So the more we can shift the inner frequency that our construct and narrative, the more we're developing our mind, the more we create, we're constantly creating, you know, if, if you're in the world of becoming a better person, you're, oh, mm -hmm. you're reading books, you're listening to podcasts, you're adopting new narratives and new belief systems. And those belief systems trickle out into who you are being in the world. And that is technically your identity, right? Your mm -hmm. identity could be like the ego, you know, and that's a whole like other sense play. of separateness. Yeah. So yeah, your sense of self, um, 
as it relates to this world, as mm-hmm. it relates to how you interact in this world. Your mm-hmm. personal brand now, that's the bigger extension of the identity of who you are. You know, your your personal brand is like, you're basically crystallizing who you are and telling that story into the world. Um, yeah. So that, you know, so that people can follow you and you can, it's a business and all, all the things, but really the alchemy is, it, it's, it's in who you are. It's in who you're becoming. It's in who you curate yourself to want to become or to want to be. Yeah. Yeah. That brings up a good point. Uh, the concept of personal brand, like how important is that actually? Because I look at myself and I was, was going through this process of like, how do I want you know, what sort of brand do I want in the world? And I was like, <laughs> behind the scenes, I'm like wearing pink wigs and I'm like doing crazy shit and I'm in all the types of different relationships. And then, and then to funnel all of that through into like what comes out into what other people see in these, you know, few, three words, how, yeah, how important is that to go through? Do we need personal brands? Well, yeah. I mean, if you're if you are somebody who is making a dent in the world, who wants to uh, is selling a product or a service, who are, who you are, your your brand, speaker, and author, and entrepreneur, you know, I we, I just did my last podcast was the, was with AJ Vaden from the Brand Builders Group, and they did a whole study on the personal how the, like the statistics of the personal brand it was like something like sixty four percent of Americans will will are more likely to buy from you if you have an established personal brand. So there is a lot of statistics mm. in the space of actual, um, you know, monetary movement and mm-hmm. trust. You're building trust with people. You know, everything today now is so much about the personal brand. If that's your world, if that's your business, if that's your yeah. world. It's like, I always say like, if you don't have a business that you're pushing, why do you need, you don't really need an Instagram. Yeah. I feel the like, same way. You know, it's like, <laughs> why put all this time and energy into all of that, right? Unless there's an ROI on it. So yeah, I mean, building a personal brand is definitely, I think, highly important if you are doing these kinds of things. Um, you are a coach or you're a leader or you're, or you're a speaker in the world where you are your service, you are your brand. You definitely have to, it's definitely something that you need to pay attention to. Mm. Um, I think telling the story of who you are, it's like, if I was to do a photo shoot with you, be like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, let's bring out some of those pink wigs. And like, (laughs) what are these different sides of you that people that will connect people with you? Right. That tells the story of who you are and what you're creating in the world. Um, cause people want to know that story, you know, and that's yeah. what draws people into you is telling is, is story, right. Visual story mm-hmm. audio yeah. st- or like, you know, video story as well. But yeah, you know, it's interesting. So I've had a recently been in a conversation with a colleague of mine and, and, uh, we were, were talking about personal brands and, and hers is very, um, neutrals, very flowy, like, uh, very Tuluminati kind of, <laughs> kind of vibes, like, um, and, um, Mexican vibes. And I, you know, I look at myself and I'm like, ah, I'm like loud and, and neons, but then also, you know, Polly. And I, I feel like I, I, I don't have a brand, but I, I think I actually do without realizing it. <laughs> we all have one, whether we realize it or not. <laughs> So I think the identity alchemy process is actually taking that awareness and taking control of what you are putting out into the world, right? It's like choosing, 
it's like being aware of, of the brand that you're creating and telling the story that you want to tell intentionally and consciously versus like just letting people in, make their own story of you. Right. Uh, yeah. Which I think you're people always, are people already are always making, <laughs> yeah. people are already yeah. making stories about me, Nick. Of course. <laughs> <can> feel it. <laughs> we all do. We all do. Yeah. Which is interesting too. Like, especially right now we're in June, we're in pride month and, and there's a lot of conversation about the concept of identity and a lot of um, talk about sexuality or, or gender or, um, uh, you know, even all the political movements around uh, transgender. And, and I think it, it people ask me questions about, you know, I, identity or some of these, um, you know, people's changes of uh, choices of pronouns or choice of um, identifying as non-binary and asking me if it's more of a trend or if I see it more of a, as an evolution of, of um, humans. And, and I just... <sighs> I end up going down a rabbit hole of like how I see identity, you know, the challenge of trying to encapsulate a whole human being into a single word and making it as um, uh, effective in, in, in helping other people to understand who we are on such a complex level. Um, how, how do you see or how do you uh, navigate those conversations with people? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I've talked to Elle a lot about this too. And just, you know, I, I for me, like, I don't I think it's like, why are, why do we A, have to get so attached to the identity, right? You know, like in terms of sexuality, you know, Elle's like, it's like, why do you have to identify as being gay? Like, why can't you just be like, we're just fluid beings, right? Like there's, I think, especially you get into that identity politics and it's really so much about division and, you know, like I think people hold so strong to a specific identity. Mm -hmm. And the the truth is, is we're constantly shape-shifting all the time. Like what you were once holding on to like last week, you may not hold on to this week. Mm -hmm. So how do you even really like, I am this. Right. And you put a stake in the ground because that could change next week or could change <laughs> tomorrow. You know, it's like, you're like, one day you're like, I'm gay. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. And then the next week you're like, well, I'm fluid. Yeah. I like both. Yeah. You know, like, it's kind of like that, right? Like, I think there should be space for us to be able to be fluid and change our mind and, and explore life. Cause that's what we are doing. Right. We're like exploring mm -hmm. and like, we try something new that we're like, maybe we try something new that we were so scared of once before. Mm -hmm. And we try, we're like, oh, I kind of like that. Mm -hmm. I like this food. I didn't like it last week or a couple of mm -hmm. weeks ago. So, I mean, I guess the part of the identity alchemy process for me is like, how do we become detached from the identity that we're like holding on to? Yeah. Because we do have to shed. There's part of the identity. The process is shedding old identity characteristics that don't serve us anymore. Mm -hmm. If I, if I'm, you know, and that's like the healing and the trauma. And like, we were just like, I was just co-hosting a retreat with Elle and, and um, in Tulum called the Metamorpho. Mm -hmm. And it was so much an identity alchemy process too. But like, I think the plant medicine is really, really deep pieces of the alchemy. And you should have seen some of the transformations that people had. Yeah. And it was like, we did a photo shoot. We offered a photo shoot at the, uh, after the retreat, which was really cool too. And a couple of people did it. And it was amazing to see who they were before the retreat and then who they were after the retreat crystallized in a photo shoot. Oh. And it was, you know, one of the guys, John, he just like, we, we got him some new clothes. Like we went shopping he got some new clothes. He looks like a whole different person. And 
both of they were all glowing from the inside out from a, in a different way than they came into the retreat. So I think this is also something that we're ideating um, in terms of like, what can we offer down the road in terms of mm-hmm. deeper identity alchemy process for your personal brand, but with plant medicine and things like that, yeah. because there, there is so much that the plant medicine helps you work through and helps you to let go of what you were holding on to. I mean, like for me, like I was holding on to being this like rock star photographer shooting Justin Bieber and Nike and all these things. And great. That's fun. But it was like, that's who my identity, that's that's where my self-worth was. And I was hanging on to that until it like all crumbled, right? And I mm-hmm. had to like, <clears throat> I had to like grieve the process of letting that go. Yeah, which is a scary process. I mean, I, I think identity where it, you know, you're expressing some of the challenges of it, you know, some of the pitfalls of it. And I also see as a human um, species, how important it is for us to feel like we belong how, mm-hmm. how much we want to be included. And, and um, there's a sense of safety that comes with that. And so if we have an identity, I identify as gay, um, look at all the people that also identify as gay. Okay, I feel safer because I'm a part of this group in a totally. sense, right? And so I can see where there's that, uh, where it can help us, but then it, it hinders us. And so this dissonance between, you know, the, nature of being a dynamic human and you, you do change exactly like you're saying, there's like, I liken it to, um, the digestive track, right? Like you, you consume a piece of food and you chew on it and you, and the, and your saliva breaks it down a little bit. And then you have to take it down into your throat and then down into your stomach and down into your intestines. And each, each way it's like, taking it apart and digesting it a little bit more. You take some nutrients in and then you let the rest of it out as poo, And it's, you know, we all have to go through this uncomfortable digestive system of, of identity, uh, to break it down. Like you're saying, to actually get out the nutrients that we need on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a great analogy. Um, and this guy like at the retreat was talking about shadow work as like the digestion process as well. It's like you take in certain things and then you like decide what you get to dis dis uh poo out dis, disembark <laughs> <laughs> yeah like what your the nutrients and then what you poo out right like what the nutrients that your body needs right so to move through shadows shadow emotions and feel it in the body and then like move those shadow emotions through the body and out mm. can you explain to our audience the shadow work what you mean by that yeah, I think, and I'm still learning. This is like a, you know, as of the last couple of years, but shadow is just the lower emotional frequencies and the and the stories that don't serve us, right? Because, you know, we all have a story that creates negative emotions in our body. Um, mm-hmm. And that's triggered through thought. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if uh, language is, is the, is the, um, Yeah, language is the thoughts of the the language of the mind and feelings of the the language of the body. Mm. So your thoughts trigger emotional frequency. Your your thoughts actually will release chemicals into your body that make you feel, you know, feel bad or feel like you can, if you start to notice, like if you get triggered with fear, uh, if you feel fear, you'll feel it in your body. Totally. So he was teaching us to like, okay, don't think about it in, in the brain, but think about like, f- look for it, the feeling in your body. Where does it feel like? Where where do you sense it? What does it feel like? What's the temperature? Yeah. What's the 
the motion and then begin to be like, feel into it and move it through and move it out of the body, whether that's shaking it through, but like, you know, cause you want to feel it and then mm-hmm. move it through versus just like stuffing it in. Right. Um, or bypassing shadow work, it. Yeah. Yeah. Bypassing it. So shadow work is really like starting to become aware of the dark thoughts that you create. Right. Cause that's the beginning <laughs> of it. And if we have trauma, that's trauma loops are really, um, you know, it's a story of an experience that keeps triggering those chemicals, those, those toxic chemicals, which eventually leads into disease and sickness and all these things. If you don't move it through. Somatically move it through. Yeah. We talked about that in somatic therapy. Yeah. 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 So I think, yeah, the, the, the shadow, it it really is uh, the dark side of the psyche. And it's not about like bypassing it or eradicating it it's really about mm-hmm. like accepting it and moving it and moving the energy and transmuting them the the energy which is alchemy yeah it's the transmutation of energy like energy either gets stuck or it keeps moving um, and that goes into every aspect of life mm, yeah yeah so honoring and really taking intentionally um these naturally occurring processes of breakdown um to uh, transmute to transform to turn pain into into uh pleasure or pain into freedom or pain into peace yeah exactly i mean if you're experiencing pain like ultimately really it is your choice to be experiencing that that's all a thought narrative that's in your mind right you can choose to like manipulate the or move those shift those thoughts it's not easy i mean like i've this is something I've been working through for the last like eight years since MITT was like the first thing that got kind of got me like aware of, of even how thoughts create our reality and like the thoughts that we choose, you know, if we have 50 to 70,000 thoughts today, and most of those are either repeating or negative thoughts, that's what you're creating in the day. But if you can start to like be aware of the thoughts that you're having, start to shift those into whether it's affirmational or whatever, into thoughts of creation, you're living in a greater space of possibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I think really lends to the words that you choose to describe yourself then, right? If we were talking about identity, like what are the words that you're choosing to, to communicate to the world of how you want them to interact with you? Like I can, just as you're describing right now, I can imagine our bodies have a visceral reaction to, to those words. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it is how, how you talk to yourself, what you, how you view yourself. Um, and ultimately that's, you know, again, that's a choice of your, that's your own choice of how you want to speak to yourself. We, we obviously always have a, a lot of us it's for some reason, and that's probably the shadow is like, and I have this all the time is like these negative viewpoints of ourselves and the way that we see the world. So I think stepping back and just kind of observing what those thoughts are and how that we're having, you know, on a moment to moment basis is the first step of, you know, awareness is the first step. The more Mm. awareness we can create, the more, you know, the ability, ability, the bigger ability we have to kind of shift those into a different space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And coming back to the story that you shared about yourself of going through this process of, yeah, everything started tanking and you started feeling, how did that viscerally feel in your body when you were going through that process of like, a, uh, you had the height of your career or at that point in time. Right. And for it to deconstruct. Yeah. I mean, I, I viscerally was like feeling so like my body was feeling 
so heavy and so distraught and so like so anxious you know there was a lot of like like what's going on what's wrong with me like you know and that was the first like why am I saying what's wrong with me there's nothing wrong with me but that's mm-hmm. what my mind was thinking right so mm-hmm. when I when we program ourselves with our words that's how we play out everything right like our subconscious is 90 makes up 95 percent of the way that we operate conscious mind is five percent so mm-hmm. we've got to use the conscious mind to direct the unconscious mind um and eventually like the more like whether that's affirmations or different things you can start to be aware of the thought life once you're aware of your thought life then that's what guides and directs your actual mode of operation in the world. So I think for me, it was like, A, the MITT program really helped me to start realizing that and moving out of that space mm-hmm. to be able to start even recognizing that my thoughts were taking control of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people don't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't even, yeah. I wasn't even aware of that until I was, went through that program. And I was like, oh, you know, and all those thoughts were the things that were dictating the feelings that my body was having. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah it, was, it was so much feeling and thought around that. Yeah, yeah. And so for people who are listening, I really want to highlight that of like, if you're feeling these visceral somatic experience, symptoms, you're feeling the fatigue, you're feeling the burnout, you're feeling the the, the anxiety, the stomach aches, whatever it is. Um, and I've been through this process myself too, of like pausing and getting into more of this self-reflective, self-questioning um, inquiry, this curiosity to see what's there, what's not in alignment, what's not um, not uh, aligned or attuned to what you want to be expressing or who you want the world to understand you to be. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, it never goes away. You just learn tools to manage it, right? Like even this weekend, I mean, I'm integrating from this medicine journey last week and I came home on Thursday and like this whole weekend felt really heavy and I was like, I'm feeling anxiety. And I was like, where is this coming from? You know, so like to even start, like you're saying, is like, what are the tools to help you even start navigating to the root of why, why you're feeling this way? Because it's mm. always going to be some sort of story or thought pattern that's triggering the feelings it's triggering like the anxiety that you're feeling, you know, you are not anxiety, you're feeling it. Right. right? So why are you feeling it? Well, what am I worried about? Oh, I'm worried about paying my rent this month. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why am I worried? Well, cause you know, what happens if I don't pay my rent? Am I going to survive? You know, it's like, and then Mm -hmm. it goes down into survival or whatever, whatever that (laughs) thought loop is. Um, So being able to kind of start navigating that and then also navigating that from a feelings perspective, as well, which was great to learn that with the, it was a psychic training. And that's the first step of like, uh, it's like your psychic, but activating your psychic abilities is navigating the shadow so that mm. you can clear your channel, you know, clear the, sh- the shadow out of your body mm-hmm. to, to then be able to be more of an open channel. Yeah. Yeah. And then in psychology, um, I, I, I think that's a really beautiful, um, uh, description of that process, um, through psychology terms, we do a lot of like shadow work, like you're saying, is a lot of around um, learning these parts that might not be socially acceptable or that we might have a difficult time with um, accepting for ourselves and learning how to to integrate them with compassion and understanding and acceptance so that it does like what you in your words of creating that clear channel for us for in these uh 
in psychology terms, it's learning how to uh, regulate the nervous system, you know, develop that relationship with these parts so that they don't activate your ner- nervous system and fight or flight or anxiety anymore, or so much, you more understand yeah. it and, and alleviate that. So I always love tying the spiritual um, and energetic language with, with the psychology language. I always, it, I'm like a geek around that. <laughs> I, I, that I identify too. as a geek around that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm in the same boat. I identify as a, a geek around that. Too. I love it. It's been my world for the last while, uh, which is what I love is like, how does that world integrate with art and creativity? Oh, Plus, yes. And <laughs> what are some of your favorite tools or resources that you have found that have um, helped you along your your journey with identity, alchemy? Um, plant medicine has been huge for me. Yeah, me too. Um, love me some good deep mushroom journeys. Uh, <laughs> but it's also like the intention around it, right? I never did any sort of drugs. Mm-hmm. in my life until like five, four years ago. Uh, and I read the book, How to Change Your Mind, uh, yeah. Michael Pollan, which was revolutionary. And I'm so excited he's coming out with a Netflix show. Me too. Because um, he's been so pivotal for the psychedelic movement this uh, that's out now, right? And like how healing psychedelics can be. Because it's like what they're really doing is detaching you from the subconscious loop that's happening in your mind of mm-hmm. whatever that story is. And when you start to detach, that's what healing I would say is, is the, is detaching from the narrative that that's who you are, that that's mm-hmm. your identity, right? Like if you, I am this trauma, my, my father did this to me when I was a kid, therefore that's who I am. Well, that's mm-hmm. not who you are, but like, I think psychedelics help you to kind of like break that attachment so that you're yeah. not attached to that as your identity. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and so the, that's the alchemy. That's the identity. Alchemy is like, really it's, it's letting go of the things that not are not serving you. And sometimes that takes really, really deep subconscious work that takes therapy that takes, you know, MITT was also great. You know, mm-hmm. if I was recommended, I'd recommend ALA, which is out in Austin. Uh, mm-hmm. And they basically took, it's the same curriculum. They just packaged it better. What is uh, this? Better, Can I mean, you describe, like, yeah. Describe what MITT is. Or- well, MITT was called, it's called mastering transformational training and it's all around. It's kind of like landmark where mm-hmm. they teach you about limiting beliefs and you, you know, you're, it's basically like they teach you the 5% of the conscious mind and how you can shift your thoughts to live more in possibility versus mm-hmm. limitation. And that goes so deep. Right. But it's mm-hmm. really, I mean, I was very wowed by the process because they created all these group interactions mm-hmm. and the way that you show up in these interactions are the way that you actually like show up in life and it yeah. pressure cooks all these emotions to the surface. And then they like, after the exercise is done, they will have like a, a, the trainer who's facilitating it all will like, people will share and then he'll, they'll cut the trainer will coach that person. And then you have like four or five different people getting coached in front of everyone. And everyone comes from a different like perspective on life yeah, um, yeah, because yeah. the way that they, you know, we all grew up in a different place. We all see things so differently. So to see somebody to be able to like, you also learn from that. Right. So that was a mm. huge, you know, that I went all the way to the top, the, the last one, which was PhD is called PhD and it's like more on public speaking and leadership and how you interplay, mm-hmm. how all the things that you've learned interplay with, with that. So, um, that was a huge tool for me, you know, and I think yeah. all these things, it's like, use them as tools and not as like your religion. You know, I think a lot of people got into the space of like religion, like MITT saved their life. Like, yeah. you know, like Christianity, like Jesus saved your life or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
but really it's not it's like it's i'm way more of the self-actualization space of like you are all that you need these are all yeah. just tools to help you realize who you are and help you become like the fullest expression of yourself yeah more that we can uncover these layers have you ever seen soul yeah movie? oh my god i love that movie i cried i cried it's throughout what, the whole oh, fucking thing <laughs> it's so good it's like one of my favorite movies and it was like all the you know this the i forgot what they call them but the the one the souls where they were like covered in all the like the yeah the layers and layers and layers that's dark blob yeah the dark blobs that's that that's what we're doing right like all this work is just to uncover like take all those layers off so that we can be fully expressed and live this life fully because the matrix just puts all these layers on us yeah the matrix just tells us that like this is how it is and yeah propaganda and telling us how to believe what to do yeah 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 so i like the reframe of um yeah seeing seeing these uh, plant medicine, MITT, um, you know, programs like that as, yeah, as tools and uh, catalysts or inspirations, muses, <laughs> but, yes. but we are the, the actual uh, source or medicine for the change. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we are. I mean, that's, that's ultimately it's, it comes down to us and the narrative that we live, we choose to live in, right? Like mm. our world exists within our head and our mind. Like, it's and it's all just sensory input. Yeah. It's such a weird idea. It's like even more trips me out. Feels so much more like a hologram. <laughs> the more I go down this this path, because really, you know, I'm just like, look at look at what we're doing right now. Like I'm like making noises out of my mouth. And then you're just actually on the other end interpreting what these <laughs> noises and vibrations are coming out <laughs> into actual like. A thought construct <laughs> and this thought construct is becomes like a point of consciousness that um that you know it's a piece of information that helps somebody else's consciousness develop or new awarenesses develop and it's really just all energy and frequency that's being exchanged yeah yeah like what the fuck you're tripping right now like <laughs> if you're listening to this you are now in this psychedelic experience <laughs> yeah exactly it's always it always trips me out i have these like weird glitches in the matrix where i like zoom out and then i come back into my body i'm like whoa what the so fuck weird. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird great any other books or influences that help to inform your process of identity I mean, creation tons of what's, what's the books uh, a New Earth by uh, Eckhart Tolle, mm. Untethered Soul Ooh, yeah. by Micah Singer. Um, Caroline Mace has a lot of really great books. Um, the Energy of Anatomy. Um, yeah, I love all the work that she did with uh, archetypes. That actually was one of the starts of my spiritual evolution of, of archetypes yeah. and the whole concept of like um, um, actors um, and creation. Like, be me activating different parts of me yeah 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 she's great i love her stuff just looking at it a couple of the gene keys hello <gasps> yes i love the gene keys me too and i'm still just richard rudd going. richard rudd i've mm-hmm. been going through the uh i've t- been taking the venus and the pearl courses mm-hmm. courses and those yeah. have been like really really helpful but even just like reading through the whole book is so that book calibrates really high Mm-hmm. vibrationally so i think when you're just listening to it or reading it like it feels like you can mm-hmm. feel it it's really yeah. weird creates a great meditation uh, for me like meditation has been a big part of my yeah, 
um, process too, and being able to meditate on those pieces. Yeah. Yeah. The meditations and all of that. Um, oh yeah. I really liked inner engineering by Sadhguru. <gasps> That's a good one. Yeah. That was a great one. Spiritual partnership by Gary Zukov. Um, Jay Shetty, think like a monk. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it goes into a lot of like more of his deeper teachings than he actually puts out on social media. So that was, I found it to be really surprisingly good. I mean, I love Jay, like he's, I know him but, and you know, his regular yeah. content, he appeals to the, the space that he, I know he's no, I know he knows what he's doing. Yeah. But his yeah, book yeah, was yeah. a lot, his book was a lot deeper, which I really, really appreciated. Um, the immortality key. Oh, I haven't read that one. Oh, this is okay. amazing. It's like on psychedelics in the Bible and like how um, all the like all the characters like Christ and all these people, they were like, they were really drinking psychedelic wines and beers and the women were the witches brewing the potions and they were doing this all underground, you know, kind of like we do today. Um, yeah. And then the church come, it talks about how the church came in and like, uh, and like created religion on top of it to like create narrative control. Yeah. Well, steer people away, steer people away from it. So it was a great book. I, right, he's he's a cool dude too. He's like he like got, he got himself he like basically got himself into the Vatican for like six months to do the research there. Damn, that's a G move right there. <laughs> total total G move. Um, yeah, the big leap is good. Uh, Letting go by David Hawkins. Uh -huh. That was that was I read that one a couple of times. Um. So I love many. this. Nick, Nick has, yeah, Nick just gave you your next <laughs> six months homework right there. Oh my God. <laughs> Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza. That was like yeah. life-changing for me. It was yeah. just such a great like balance between 3D and 5D science meets mm -hmm. spirituality and really yeah. being able to explain it in a way that makes sense. That, mm -hmm. that was such a huge... Very digestible. Yeah. 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 I think that's a pretty good, that's a fair. That's a good start. It's a fair <laughs> list. <laughs> it's a good start for your, your identity <sighs> alchemy process that you're about to go on. Um, totally. I'd also put out there our mutual friend, Emily Fletcher, who teaches on meditation. And I really like the way that she breaks down meditation. Um, and, and our dear friend, uh, 11, who was also on my podcast, we talked about uh, non-binary and identity as well. So if you haven't heard that episode, be sure to check that episode out. It's really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, this has been great, Nick. You're such a badass human. I'm excited <laughs> to see what more I discover with you. <laughs> Absolutely. Where, where can people find out more about you, listen to your podcast? I would just say that like, go to at Nick Onkin on Instagram and like everything kind of stems from there. Onkin.co is my website, but um, I mean, I think Instagram is like the new like catch all business card these days. Yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. My, all my five other Instagram accounts are linked on there. So yes. Yes. So <laughs> you can find him. I definitely found him. So you can find him too. <laughs> Not hard. Not hard. <laughs> He makes himself available. Part of the personal right. brand. It's personal branding. <laughs> and he nails it. All right. Thank you so much, Nick, for coming on. Thanks for having me. Well, that was fun. Thanks for tuning in, lovers. And if you want to experience more ecstasy and sexual liberation, 
head over to sexlovepsychedelics.com and learn about how you can join me for any one of my online or live events. And while you're there, grab my free guide on sex and psychedelics. Remember, this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please contact your healthcare provider and local law before pursuing any of the products or psychedelics discussed. And one final note here, I make this show specifically for you. If you're loving the show, then be sure to leave me a review in iTunes or Spotify to let me know. Happy to be here and happy to serve. I'll see you next time on Sex Love Psychedelics.